Good morning, everybody. Our reading today comes from Daniel. There's multiple texts that can be found in the Pew Bible on page 719. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, drum, and entire musical ensemble shall fall down and worship worship the golden statue. And whoever does not fall down and worships shall be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These pay no heed to you, O king. They do not serve your gods, and they do not worship the golden statue that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in a furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego be brought in, so they brought those men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods and you do not worship the statue that I have set up? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, you have no need to present a defense to you in this matter. If our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire and out of your hand, O king, let him deliver us. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods and we will not worship the golden statue that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was so filled with rage against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face was distorted. He ordered the furnace heated up seven times more than it was customary and ordered some of the strongest guards in the army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to throw them into the furnace of blazing fire. So the men were bound, still wearing their tunics, their trousers, their hats, and their other garments, and they were thrown into the furnace of blazing fire. Because the king's command was urgent, the furnace was so overheated, the raging flames killed the men who lifted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But the three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the furnace of blazing fire. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up quickly. He said to his counselors, Was it not three men we threw threw bound into the fire? They answered the king, True, O king. He replied, But I see four men, unbound, walking in the middle of the fire. They are not hurt, and the fourth has the appearance of God. And the satraps, the the prefects, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed, their tunics were not harmed, and not even the smell of fire came from them. Nebuchadnezzar said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. They disobeyed the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except for their own. This is the word of God for the people of God. We are engaging in a series right now called Story Time, and so we have invited our young people to come and join us in worship. And without any ado, I'd like to invite all the young people to come and join me up here on stage.
How many of you got to come to Vacation Bible School this week? Did you dig it? Awesome. I did too. I had a lot of fun. I got to tell jokes during snack time. You know what my favorite one was? Are you ready for this? Why doesn't Elsa have a balloon? Because she let it go, let it go. You know, that's the same response you guys had this week, but it was my favorite. So, all right, so we are starting out this, this, uh, each time we're doing this with a little song about letting our light shine. It goes like this. Sing along if you know it. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. And I promise this week we're gonna learn a new verse. So it's the same as the last verse, except instead of this little light of mine, we say, when I'm with my friends. So it goes like this. When I'm with my friends, I'm gonna let it shine. When I'm with my friends, I'm gonna let it shine. When I'm with my friends, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Man, you guys did great. You guys did great. Well done, my friends. Next week, we're going to learn the, the last verse, and we're going to put them all together and be one little chorus of praise singing to our God. But for this week, I want you to know that I have one of the best books in the whole wide world to share with you. It is a little book we call The Gruffalo. Have any of you heard of The Gruffalo before? A few of you? Okay, awesome. Awesome. So it's by Julia Donaldson, and it's uh, illustrated by Alex Scheffler. And it goes like this. A mouse took a stroll through the deep, dark wood. A fox saw the mouse, and the mouse looked good. Where are you going to, little brown mouse? Come and have lunch in my underground house. It's terribly kind of you, fox, but no, I'm going to have lunch with a gruffalo. A gruffalo? What's a gruffalo? A gruffalo? Why didn't you know? He has terrible tusks and turned out claws and a, po- and a terrible teeth at the end of his jaws. Where are you meeting him? Here by these rocks. And his favorite food is roasted fox. Roasted fox? Oh my, fox said. Goodbye, little mouse. And away he sped. Silly old fox. Doesn't he know? There's no such thing as a gruffalo. On went the mouse through the deep dark wood. An owl saw the mouse, and the mouse looked good. Where are you going to, little brown mouse? Join me for tea in my treetop house. It's frightfully nice of you, owl, but no, I'm going to have tea with a gruffalo. A gruffalo? What's a gruffalo? A gruffalo? Why, didn't you know? He has knobbly knees and turned out toes and a poisonous wart at the end of his nose. Where are you meeting him? Here by this stream. And his favorite food is owl ice cream. 
Owl, ice cream, to wit, to woo, goodbye, little mouse, and away owl flew. Silly old owl, doesn't he know there's no such thing as a gruffalo? On went the mouse through the deep dark wood. A, a snake saw the mouse, and the mouse looked good. Where are you going to, little brown mouse? Come for a feast in my log pile house. It's wonderfully good of you, snake, but no, I'm going to have a feast with the gruffalo. A gruffalo? What's a gruffalo? A gruffalo? <laughs> Didn't you know? His eyes are orange. His tongue is black. He has purpley prickles all over his back. Where are you meeting him? Here by this lake. And his favorite food is scrambled snake. Scrambled snake. It's time I hid. Goodbye, little mouse. And away snake slid. Silly old snake. Doesn't he know there's no such thing as a gruffle? Oh, but who is this creature with terrible claws? And terrible teeth in his terrible jaws. He has knobbly knees and turned out toes. And a poisonous wart at the end of his nose. His eyes are orange. His tongue is black. He has purpley prickles all over his back. Oh, help. Oh, no. It's a gruffalo. My favorite food, the gruffalo said. You'll taste good on a slice of bread. Good, said the mouse. Don't call me good. I'm the scariest creature in the deep dark wood. Just walk behind me and soon you'll see everyone is afraid of me. Oh, sure, said the gruffalo, bursting with laughter. You lead the way and I'll follow after. They walked and walked. And the gruffalo said, I hear a hiss in the grass ahead. It's snake, said the mouse. Why, snake, hello. Snake took one look at the gruffalo. Oh, dear, he said. Goodbye, little mouse. And away he slid to his log pile house. You see, said the mouse, I told you so. Amazing, said the gruffalo. They walked some more till the gruffalo said, I hear a hoot in the trees ahead. It's owl, said the mouse. Why, owl, hello. Owl took one look at the gruffalo Boo-hoo, he said, goodbye, little mouse. And he flew right up to his treetop house. You see, said mouse, I told you so. Astounding, said the gruffalo. They walked some more till the gruffalo said, I hear some paws on the path ahead. It's fox, said the mouse. Why, fox, hello. Fox took one look at the gruffalo. Oh, help, he said. Goodbye, little mouse. And he ran right into his underground house. The mouse said, Gruffalo, now you see, everyone is afraid of me. But now my tummy is starting to rumble, and my favorite food is Gruffalo Crumble. Gruffalo Crumble, the Gruffalo said, and quick as the wind, he turned and fled. <coughs> now all was quiet in the deep, dark wood. The mouse found a nut, and the nut was good. What do you think? Do you like my story? Like that? It's a pretty cool story. You know what? You know what I like about that story? Is there were so many things for the mouse to be afraid of, 
But the mouse, the mouse conquered his, his fears. And, and I think that one of the things that's true for all of us is that sometimes we can be afraid. Sometimes we're afraid when we, when it's time to, to go do something new, like maybe go to a new school or move to a new house. That can be scary. Sometimes, uh, it's when we're trying to, to try to, to do something that's new, have a new experience. That can be scary too. I want you to know something though. You know, it's not just young people who are afraid of stuff. Old people like me get afraid of stuff too. But, but, I wanted to give you two things that we can do when we get afraid. So here's the first thing. Next time we get afraid of something, the first thing we need to do is trust in God. You know why? Because God is not afraid of anything. Did you know that? God's not afraid of anything. So trust God because God is going to be there with us. But there's something else. Not only when we're afraid should we trust God. The other thing we should do when we're afraid is we should tell somebody. So let's say that I'm afraid and I go and I tell my mom. I say, Mom, I'm afraid to get into a cage with a tiger. You know what mom would say? That's good. You should be afraid of getting in a cage with a tiger, right? There are sometimes the fear is a good thing, but maybe I'm afraid of, of having a new experience. Like maybe I'm afraid of jumping off the tall diving board. And I go and I tell my friend, I say, I'm afraid of jumping off the t- tall diving board. You know what he or she could say? They might say, I am too. Let's do it together. So next time we're afraid, two things. One, trust in God who's not afraid of anything and who's always with you. And two, Tell somebody, and we won't be as afraid anymore. One last thought. One last thing about fear. One of the things about fear is, fear can keep us from experiencing cool new things in our lives. Like, there was a long time ago, it was a long time ago, there was a day I had never tried pizza. What a sad day that was, right? But then I tried pizza, and now I know pizza is delicious, right? But imagine that if I had never tried pizza... I would never have had that experience of knowing how amazing it is. God has given us a world full of experiences to try, and we can't let being afraid keep us from trying those new things. So next time we're afraid, let's trust in God. And next time we're afraid, let's tell somebody and see if together we can't overcome our fears. Would you guys pray with me? Dear Jesus... Let's try that again. Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us. And always being with us. And always being with us. Help us to overcome our fears. Help us to overcome our fears. And experience this amazing world. And experience this amazing world. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So thank you guys for coming and hanging out with me this week. Remember, next week. We get another story, and this one is super cool. So come back and see us, okay? Thank you, guys. It's not a grumpy fish. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What's that? What'd you say? Yes. That was amazing. Thank you, Emma. Be careful. Make sure you go down the steps, okay? As our youngsters are heading back to their seats, I want to invite you to grab a Bible as uh, as they're being seated. And and if if you're in a seat close to a young person, I want to ask you that uh, that 
you open the Bible and share it with them. If you brought your own, great. If not, there's a Bible in the pew back in front of you. Uh, our, pew, our reading can be found on page 719. It's Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3. So I want to invite you uh, to turn your attention there as our young people are being seated. Uh, this is one of the greatest stories of the Bible. The story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace is one of the greatest stories in the Bible. And like our Gruffalo book, it is, at least in part, a story about fear. Are you... Okay. There we go. We try to help lost find their way here at Ebenezer Church. Hallelujah. Uh, like, like the Gruffalo, this is a book about fear. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had to be afraid of the furnace, Right? Because it doesn't, it doesn't matter how much faith you have, the furnace is still hot. Amen? Let me say that again, because I don't know if you're with me. You've got to brush off your amen. This is one of the best stories in the Bible. You've got to get ready. It doesn't matter how much faith we have, the fire is still hot. Amen? amen. Thank you. Listen, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were, were ordered by the king to worship a golden statue. And here's what they said in Daniel chapter 3, verse 16. Listen to this. It's amazing. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to present a defense to you in this matter. If our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire and out of your hand, O king, let him deliver us. But if not be it known to you O king that we will not serve your gods and we will not worship the golden statue that you set up i love it i love it perhaps our god will rescue us but if not but if not but if not we're still not going to worship your silly statue perhaps our god will rescue us but if not We're still going to worship his name. Perhaps our God will rescue us. But if not, we are still going to praise him. I love that. That is that is a beautiful, beautiful sentiment of faith, particularly in the face of fear. Perhaps our next duty assignment will be an easy transition and we'll all make healthy relationships. But if not, we are still going to praise the Lord. Perhaps God will help me find a spouse. But if not, I am still going to praise his name. Perhaps God will take away my cancer, heal my friend, lessen my grief. But if not, I am still going to praise his name. My brothers and sisters, if we want to master the uncertainties of fear in our lives, we have got to learn these three little words. But If not, perhaps God will change my present circumstance, but if not, I am still going to praise him. You know, we treat this story as if it is a children's story so often, and it it, it is applicable to all ages, no doubt. But the moral lesson of this story is a hard one to wrap our heads and our souls around. The promise of this story is not easy. You see, when I have encountered fear in my life, one of my tendencies is to ask why questions. When my wife was diagnosed a few weeks after Parker was born, she was diagnosed with a rare and aggressive form of uterine cancer, I found myself asking why. 
When we encounter fear, I often encounter people who are asking why. And I understand that. I ask those questions too. Questions can help grow our faith. But if you want me to be really honest with you, the kind of faith that I want to have as I follow Jesus Christ is the kind of faith that doesn't complain to God about the furnace, but gives thanks that the Lord is with me in the fire. That's the kind of faith that I want to have. So Nebuchadnezzar, he says, how many, how many guys did we throw in the fire again? And they said, three. And it made me think about a scene from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Uh, the holy hand grenade of Antioch. The number of thy counting shall be three. Thou shalt not count to four, nor to two, unless then proceeding on to three, five is right out. How many people do we put in the furnace? Three. And Nebuchadnezzar said this. He said, but I see a fourth one. And the fourth one looks like God. Church, one of the things we need to understand is that believing in God, having faith in Christ doesn't mean we get to avoid the furnace. It means we know that God is going to walk with us through the fire. And when we find ourselves in those places where hope is hard to locate and where fear seems to be lapping at every side, when we find ourselves in the furnace, we have to remember that the God of all creation, the one who created fire in the first place, is right there with us. Because there are going to be times in our lives when fear rears its ugly head And sometimes God will deliver us from the object of our fears, but sometimes God will walk with us through the fire. So here is the question. No matter how young or no no matter how old we are, here is the salient question for today. The next time that fear rears its head in our lives, are we going to have a but if not kind of faith? It's the kind of faith that says, God may spare me this trial, but if not, I am still going to praise the name of the one who gave me breath. As long as he gives me breath, I will praise his name in the storm. I will praise him in the valley. I will praise him in the wilderness. I'll praise him in the fire. As long as you give me breath, oh God, I will praise your name. And when we are equipped with a faith that looks like that, Something amazing happens in our relationship with fear. You see, one of the insidious things about the pathology of fear is that it paralyzes us. Sometimes fears are good. Fears keep us from jumping off a tall building. Other times fear robs us of our joy. Other times fear will keep us from doing what God has called us to do and experience all that God has called us to experience. But... If I have already made the decision that I am going to use my breath and my actions and my thoughts, everything that I have to praise the Lord, fear loses its power. I've already decided how I'm going to act. I'm going to praise no matter what. So bring it on. I wonder if you would say that with me. Bring it on. No, 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 no. Forget your Methodist. Act like you're Baptist for a minute. Say, bring it on. Bring it on. Say, say what it's saying. Bring it on. Bring it on. All right. So, how about in the operating room? What do we say? Bring it on. That, come on. You, I lost you. You became Methodist again. What do we say in the operating room? In the face of our fear about our own health, what do we say? Bring it on. How about 
in the courtroom. In the valley. In the fire. How about when that bill we didn't expect shows up? How about when we start to have a relationship issue? Bring it on. Brothers and sisters, no matter what tomorrow holds, as long as I have breath, I will praise the one who holds tomorrow. Because when we trust in the Lord our God and determine that no matter what, we're going to praise the Lord, fear loses its power. Perhaps God will rescue me from this challenge, but if not, I'm still going to praise Him. So bring it on. And when we stand against our fears, firmly trusting in God, watch what happens. Would you open your Bibles once again? Daniel chapter 3, verses, beginning in verse 26. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the door of the furnace of blazing fire and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire And the satraps, the prefects, the governors, the king's counselors, all the people who did their best to try and get Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be thrown in the fire in the first place. They bore witness. They bore witness that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of those men. The hair on their heads was not singed. Their tunics were not harmed. Not even the smell of fire came from them. And Nebuchadnezzar said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whose servants... Uh, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. They disobeyed the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree, any people, nation, or language that utters blasphemy against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses laid to ruins, for there is no other god who is able to deliver them this way. I feel like the whole torn limb from limb was probably a little far, right? Maybe we didn't need to go that far, Nebuchadnezzar. But did you see what happened? Did you see it? When Nebuchadnezzar insisted that these Hebrew children... Give up their faith? They said no. They stood up to their fear. And when they stood up to their fear and they declared beyond any doubt, they said, no matter what you do to us, we are only going to praise the name of the Lord. What happened in that moment is that the living God was glorified. And oh yeah, oh yeah, his children were taken care of. They didn't smell like fire. They didn't even have the smell of fire on them. So the question before us is this. The next time that fear rears its ugly head in our lives, what are we going to say? And here's what I think we should say. I think we should long for the kind of faith and commit to the kind of faith today that is going to say, perhaps my God will rescue me. But if not... I am still going to praise His name. So bring it on. We see it all over. All over Scripture. God says to God's people, don't be afraid. Hundreds of times it's in the Bible. We see it in the book of Joshua where there are giants in the hills and God has told this new leader to go occupy the land. Joshua is terrified, but God tells him four times in one chapter alone, don't be afraid. For the Lord your God is with you. Only be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Fear is going to rear its head in our lives. What are we going to say? 
Church, I want to long. I want to commit. I want to covenant with you today that the next time fear comes, we are going to say perhaps. Perhaps our God will rescue us. But if not, I'm still going to praise His name. I want to be finished by reading you a passage from Isaiah 43. A passage written a long time ago, but I believe with everything in my soul is written for us today. Here's what it says. Do not fear. Do not fear. For I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. I am your Savior. Do not. Do not. Do not be afraid. Would you pray with me? Holy God, I thank you for the children in this room today. I thank you for the children that came through these doors this week at Vacation Bible School. I thank you for your love for them and for us. God, we know that there are times, you know there are times in our lives when we are afraid. You know that because you walk with us through the valleys and the storms and the wilderness. You're with us in operating rooms. You're with us in courtrooms. You're with us in relationship difficulty and financial difficulty. No matter what we are afraid of, there you are, right there with us. So help us, O oh God, this day to commit to being a people of remarkable faith in you. The kind of faith Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had when confronting the fiery furnace. The kind of faith that says, perhaps... Perhaps my God will rescue me, but if not, I will still praise His name. And God, help us to remember the lesson to the children as well. Next time we're afraid, help us to trust in You and tell somebody else. We don't have to face our fears alone, O oh God, for You are with us and You've given us the gift of our brothers and sisters in Christ sitting right around us today. We thank You, O oh God, for this great big world filled with beautiful opportunities and ask for your grace to overcome our fears, return to joy, and experience the fullness of life. We pray these things in the powerful, powerful, powerful name of Jesus Christ to whom we sing praises now and forever. And all of God's people said, Amen. My friends, as you're able, would you stand with me right now and let us sing praises to our great God.